Go deep, no sleep. Okay, welcome to the Go Deep No Sleep Podcast, a safe space where we embrace vulnerability and we dig deep into the psyche of the human brain. We have these hard talks on camera in hopes that you, our lovely listeners and viewers, to do the same in your own lives. Now, mental health is the goal, but so is paying these bills. So if you'd be so kind, visit our website, GoDeepNoSleep.com. Check out our merch store. Get something. Like, share, and subscribe. Support us. We love you back, okay? My name is Jazari, a.k.a. Jazzy. I'm an artist, songwriter, poet. I host this podcast alongside my co-hosts. You've seen her RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5, All-Stars Season 2. All-Stars Season 6, Lip Sync Assassin. And the All-Stars they have not called me for yet. Whichever <laughs> one that will be. And you can currently catch her... And you can currently catch her headlining on select dates uh, at the Flamingo Hotel in a little show called RuPaul's Drag Race Live. And, well, I'll let you say the Sunday part. Go ahead. Oh, and Sunday. No, after you. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Come on, give us good okay, news. So, people are clean here. Oh, baby, she's been here before, honey. She is back. She is my best friend. She's my best friend. She's a real bad bitch. Her name is. Alexis Marie <laughs> Mateo. Yes, she's back. That's how I introduced you at the show on Sunday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so Alexis, tell me this yeah. because I work with this amazing person who's Ooh. a lot to deal with, but um, an amazing person, right? And it's so, like and so do you. So if we can just <laughs> lovingly pick on our friend here. What's the best and worst part about working with that bitch? Okay. <laughs> give me the, the oh, best. Really? Oh, so that's best. what we doing today give on the me podcast. The best. I want to know. The people want to know. The best and the worst part about working with Coco. Best thing of working. Let me start with the best. <laughs> let me start with the best. Best thing of working with Coco. First of all, we have yeah. been together since 2006, working right. together. Right. Um, best thing of working with Coco is how professional she is. And you know you can rely on her all the time because she will show up. She will do an amazing job. And you don't have to be babysitting her at all, baby. Right. This is a well-rounded entertainer. Sure. Thank so you. the... The experience of working next to Coco is so super relaxed and right. you can actually let your hair loose and have a good time with Coco because none of us has to worry about each other at right. work. Right, right. The worst part of working with Coco is that... That was a nice compliment. Uh -huh. So I just... Let's well, that's just, a real compliment. Oh, it's just that you up for the worst. Let's <laughs> let that breathe for one second. Because yeah, I swear. I feel like, I feel like we didn't even get to enjoy the compliment because you're sitting up here worried about the worst coming. You know? Oh, the that's worst a real compliment. Let me swallow baby. that pill because I know that worst pill is going to oh, be jagged God. edges. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's wait. actually not that bad. All right, what's the worst? The worst part of working with Coco is that she's always distracted. <laughs> we were trying know. to talk to her about something or teaching her something or even what? trying to get ready and for what something. Is, what is distracting her? She goes like, oh, I'm taking this. Thing. Oh, look, sparkle. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And you lost her attention. Uh -huh. We'll be hosting. We'll be hosting the most. She's like, this bitch don't ever stay on the couch. She, she never listened she to it. Like, she literally distracted yes. by everything. So it's it difficult to get her on a... It is true. Marty, concentrate. You ever, you, <laughs> you ever have to battle her phone for, uh, to get oh it? Oh, my like, God. Like, you could be in a business meeting, and she'd be scrolling, and she'd be like, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> you'd be like, um, girl. Or posting, like, random stuff. 
Why are they talking about me like I'm not like, here? Like, how many poems Man. can you post a day? <laughs> so she said, if I send her one more inspirational thing, I, oh, that was for me. <laughs> oh, very that. Oh, so that very was that for me. Very that. I was like, that's for me, girl. Bye. <laughs> My favorite thing about working with with Marty is <laughs> golf, golf. The, the fearlessness. Uh huh. There's a fearlessness. Not the delusion. There's, you know what. It could be because delusion. it's right. Her delusion is great. It could be, but you know what? She <laughs> is so fearless that she could give a fuck. Uh-huh. She's gonna do it. I love it. And she's a um, she's the type of person that manifests through action. Right. You know, she understands that it ain't all about just sending up a couple of prayers, a couple of cute right. little hey, Lord, oh, you know, this is what I want. You know, she'll actually like she work hard for it and. And it's not even like a big deal, right? Okay, so that's my Jump in. that's my favorite thing about because I'm very different. I'm very oh no, we got to get all the ones and twos. Uh, let's get everything organized in right. the background. Let's, let's get jump everything. In. Boop, pop, pop, pop. You know and what? Right? She's like, no, nah, fuck all that. Let's just go. So, but I will say this. I will say this about um, a whole bunch of queens. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people don't know. We didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, we should start this business. We should do this. Alexis and I have been talking about this not for months, for years. Right. Of doing our own thing. Right. And just stepping away and allowing ourselves to be creative and do what we want to do. Right. So for us, like every Sunday, honestly, for us, it's just like, okay, this is happening. Right. And of course, you know, when you have a new business, it's a whole bunch of everything that goes on and you have to deal with you have to put out fires here put out fires there put out fires but you know what to be honest with you I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade this journey right anything else what I like about it is that we also um, don't stay there Mm -hmm. working hard right as soon as we started it we haven't seen it grow 100% when we already have our head set up in something bigger bigger yeah better yeah like always there that's what I like about Coco Personal, not, <laughs> not like a not like a work related situation, like that personal. Sure. We are, we're very goal oriented, and we are so fucking ambitious. Oh, and sure, we love that. I, I, me, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what uh, is the worst? What is the worst part for you of working with Coco? Good. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> Damn. This one is worse than mine. <laughs> oh, I already know. Wait, wait, what wait. What you think it is? Tell no, me. I'm, no, I'm saying I already know it's gonna be. It's gonna be the worst. But I'm fine with it, girl. You, you can say it. Be honest. It's a, go deep. Go yeah. deep. Yeah. Go um, deep, baby. I'm looking through the catalog of catalog. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. God. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So it's more than one. Um, so this whole episode is going to be about Coco's fucked up. The bad. They're good. They're bad. They're ugly. Um, no makeup. The it's the it's the same thing. It's sometimes Distraction. the fit. The, the well, I will say it kind of ties into it. It's like uh, the the same fearlessness can also be, um, it can be dangerous to fuck with because there may be steps missed that are necessary. Right. Okay. And her fearlessness, which I love because it's an inspiration to everyone around her. Right. But 
it may jump the gun. It may jump right. over some necessary things that are like, oh, wait, that's important. And so it's getting to find it's getting it's getting to find a balance. Right. Because I like it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? That's why we have so many issues in our personal life as a friends. Mm. Um, sometimes what I thought it was a big deal between us. Yeah. She didn't get it like that because her attention went in another way. Sure. So she kind of forgot about it. Yes. You know what I mean? But not me. Because I'm yeah. in a corner fuel. <laughs> like, yeah. I got Leo. <laughs> Coco has a way of being, because Coco is actually extremely intuitive. and I, I, She's like a, a very aware, unaware person. Did I die? <laughs> she's like she's like super aware, but then unaware at the same time. It's it's the it's the. It, I can accept that. You I, are. I, I accept. I, mean, both, I accept everything both of you are saying. You know. Now, but it's all out of love, though. <laughs> I understand. Now, I understand. what do you like about working with us, and what do you hate? Oh, I didn't know we was even going <laughs> to give you the opportunity to. Yes. Have work. Okay. No, it's just all fair games. Oh, you, okay. You know what? To be honest with you, go ahead. <laughs> I I don't really have. I, I mean, I love... Yeah, you don't like anything about no, working No, no, I love... <laughs> I love working with you. So like, I, I don't know what the fuck is that. Right. No, I love working with Alexis because Alexis, her creativity, where you unleash it and allow her to do do what she want to do, right. she will create everything and then you could just step in it and she said, this is what you're going to be doing. This is what you're going to do. Do this. And it works. Right. I love that about Alexis. <laughs> What I don't like about Alexis <laughs> is Okay, I like We don't have enough time on the podcast. <laughs> oh damn. No, just <laughs> no I love I I, I I yeah, I don't really what I don't like, mm, I don't know. By temper you always have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. Her temper, yeah. She goes zero to a hundred. Yeah. Like there's no medium. There's nothing there's in the no middle. Medium. She there's no there's no hey, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> It's no. Let me tell you. Uh, it's a bitch. Yeah, she does. There's no medium with Alexa. Yeah. And oh, what I like about Jazzy is oh, he's he's the hardest worker than I ever person I've ever mm. ever worked with. Sexy. He worked like he worked like a workhorse. Oh, a damn dog. And he, he do work like a workhorse. <laughs> and he dog. would not let you forget that he worked like a workhorse. Okay. He would let you know. And you, and when, you, know, you know, know the time I'm putting in. You know, you know. Yeah, he, he, he knows. knows you're gonna get distracted and didn't notice his work. No, I always what? notice his work. <laughs> I do notice his work all the Alexis time. Alexis over there speaking hey, truth. What I Let don't. me find out. Me and Alexis need to go and have a drink or something. For real. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what I don't like about um, working with Jazzy. Uh, it gets dark. <laughs> Damn. It's like the air got sucked out of the room. No, what I don't like, what I don't like, I kind of probably secretly like. <sighs> he slapped me. rehearsal. <laughs> no, he want to slap me all the time. I know he want to slap like me. that shit. I know. Alexis. He, he, he likes that shit. I know. <laughs> I know. No, she said she secretly wants it. He be wanting to slap me. But... I, I he likes to rehearse the same thing over and over and over again, and it's a good thing that he's a he perfectionist. does. He's a perfectionist, yes, and that's a good thing that he's a perfectionist. Yeah, but it can be a lot sometimes. You're like, we just did. Well, when that you're li- when you're dealing with somebody like Coco Montrese, that is a big concern. Mm-hmm. We have to rehearse. 
because you got to know what's what's going on. Because as soon as she see a butterfly. But no, I'm very spontaneous when I'm on stage. So my energy changes and I perform differently. So me. So rehearse it differently every time. So when it's rehearsed. No, but rehearse it differently. I never am trying to box you into a thing. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to build synergy with you before we get to the stage. I get it. I get it. I said I like it. I just I don't like it, but I like it secretly. Right. (laughs) You know, but you know, but there's, but that's another thing is that her fearlessness will skip over steps because maybe what she has to do requires little rehearsal, right? And maybe the person she's working with requires a lot of rehearsal, and that's the fearlessness that may overlook all the steps that are necessary to make this a success. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the same thing I love is to be the same thing I'd be like, okay. And that's why I work, <laughs> and that's why I work really Thank good. Thank you right. and That's out. why I work well with Alexis and that's why I work well with Jesse. Everybody, and silence. <laughs> and there is silence when I said that on both sides of my ear. If these was Dolby Theater speakers in my ear, I heard Nothing. Ooh, I need another <laughs> hit. Okay. Okay, oh. so let's get into this. Go dig, no see. You want to talk drag now? Okay, let's talk drag. Oh, All I right. thought we were already talking about drag. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> well, Alexis, we waited to, to talk about this until you were able to come. Yes. So first of all, thank you for coming. I'm excited. Let's do this. Because I think the people definitely care about y'all to opinion because not only you guys are in this business and you're the, like the top queens in the game, but you are from, or you have both have history in right. Florida. You right. know what I mean? So let's talk about what they're doing. Yeah, they pointing the finger at y'all for these kids. Oh my God. Is that fair? Absolutely not. Mm. I think it's actually ridiculous. It gotta be somebody really stupid to see something like that as a target or a danger to somebody that is a young mind. Mm. We're not talking about just children, so we're talking about teenagers as well. Um, this is just crazy. Okay, in my opinion, because I come from Puerto Rico, we're not, we didn't, I didn't grow up in the United States. Right. Um, the, the exposure of, of gay and the exposure of drag was limited. What makes me have a hard time growing up because when you're growing up and you're trying to find out who you are and you, everybody that is gay kind of relate with this, we kind of understand we're different, mm-hmm. but we don't know why Mm-hmm. And we cannot actually finger point what is it. Mm-hmm. It's not until like you get to your teenage years that you understand what's happening to your body and right. your mind and things like that. But I always knew I was different. I always knew um, my attraction to boys since I was five years old. Um, I remember one of my uncles was the one, the first one to um, point it out. He was like, when I went to kindergarten for first time, uh, my uncle Polo, he was like, do you do you find a girlfriend already? And I remember answering him, no, I like boys better. Like, and he, the only reason why I remember that it was because of his reaction to that statement. Right, because you um, probably didn't even think it was a big deal to say no, that. No, I was just saying, you were I just was just telling the truth. the truth. I right. did like more boys than the girls. I get it. Um, I don't know why I wanted to like the boys better at that age, but yeah. he asked me if I had a girlfriend. I said, no, I wanted a boys. Yeah. So, 
since then I knew his reaction was a little bit of shock and kind of like impacted me the whole entire time. So every time that I was attracted to somebody of my same sex, I kind of suppress that inside me and keep it for myself because I, I didn't want nobody else to have a shocking moment. Well, Growing up with that situation, I never saw an example. Yeah. So you kind of start feeling lovely. Of course. And actually, you feel like you're damaged comparing yourself with everybody Everyone, else. Yeah. I came from a very small high school. My class, um, graduation class was 32 people. Like, everything was very small. My town is very small in Puerto Rico. For those of you that know Puerto Rico, I come from Florida, Puerto Rico. It's the, one of the newest towns there, and it's, like, very small in the center of the island, or in North area. Um, it's just very, it was very empty, the space in my head and my growing up. It also didn't help that um, at that time, my sister was coming out of the closet as a lesbian and she took the more trans um, way to do it. Um, everybody in my house was, of course, my mom and my dad was getting divorced. There was a lot of drama around, so I was always the little boy that got forgotten. Wow. To the point that it was several days, several years, where I found myself between the ages of 7 to 11 wow. alone in my house. Whoa. Because not only uh, my sister was rebellion against everybody and religion, um, she wanted to find her way. Yeah. And So she left the house? She left the house. Okay. Uh, my mom had to take the dad job right. and get a job for sure so well, she was I used gone. to come back from home school and stay in my house very alone into like 7 or 8 p.m. at night yeah. when my mom used to come up but um I was very lonely so I grew up with a lot of imaginative Ooh. friends and things like that but um it's it's I wish I could have seen someone that I could have relate to mm-hmm. at that moment does that yeah. make sense of course I feel like it was not until like my 15th birthday when I turned uh, turned the TV on and the cable. First of all, that was the first time I ever got cable TV at 15, and um, I was fascinated with MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, was in love with music. I was a fan of Michael Jackson. Yeah. So at that point, I turned on my TV and I find out that it was a new music video at TRL debuting that week called "Supermodel of the World," and it was the first time that I witnessed a drag queen. Like, I didn't know what the drag queen was, but I knew uh, that supermodel of the world was not Is 100% normal. But I think it was, like, crazy to me at that point. Like, I I was fascinated by the way that it was boys dancing with her. And, right. Like, it was playing on a, on a normal network. I mean, I actually was like, that was the moment when I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this... This is like, okay. And I think the point you're making is drag didn't turn you gay or turn you into a drag queen. It actually kind of like helped me not feel alone. You're right, right, right. Because like sometimes people don't don't forget, like people forget about what do we do, the things we do. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's important like like this moment, this podcast and things like that, that um, the, the mental health of somebody is very important. Sure. And especially in the outcome of that person's life. Right. Um, yeah. I really needed that person to guide me, you yeah. know, um, to not make me feel alone. Because I feel like at that 15-year birthday, it was my awakening to reality. Right. 
And that's when I started noticing, like that's the moment that I actually noticed that my sister was a lesbian. Mm -hmm. um, that was the moment that I realized that it was other gay boys in school. Oh, wow. Um, it, it was a lot of things happening at that point in my life. So, sure. yeah. Wow. Visibility. Visibility needed to happen. Yeah. When I was five years old. And I think, and I think that I think that kids, yeah. yeah. I think that kids, regardless, are going to make their own choice and their own decision as they grow up. Right. I grew up in a Pentecostal home. All I saw was hetero, 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 hetero. Everything around me was hetero. Right. That's just not hetero. who I am. So it didn't change me. It didn't turn me. Right. So right. so if you flip those roles. Yeah, because by that math, we should all be straight. Right. Yeah. If that flip those roles. Yeah. A kid growing up in a household with two dads is not going to determine that they're going to be gay. Oh, look, they saw you guys together. They saw you kissing. I saw my mom and dad kissing all the time. It was a loving relationship. Loving. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> right didn't change me didn't turn me anything so let's get to the meat and bones of this because this is really just a ploy to hide their homophobia right? exactly we're not we we know they're not really interested i think it's in, more than that what do you think it is tell me i think it's like i think it's a distraction like i something has to be happening okay that is easier to just make a scandal out of our community and hide everything else than just go for it i feel like also they're using religion yeah. against our uh, community in order for them to gain votes mm -hmm. yeah. and followers. Which, which is really bizarre that they're using religion because <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Do y'all know <laughs> that the Catholic Church has a fund? This is real. This is real. Oh my real. God. <laughs> they have a fund to pay off the families of altar boys. Which means not only are they acknowledging that there is a lot of um, sexual abuse of kids <laughs> in the church, in their religions, in their church, that they have to have a fund to pay off these families and pay the, the lawyer fees and everything for these priests in the Catholic church. But yet they're still hiding behind religion. How? Right. How? How are you going to quote religion to us when the only guys that's really wearing dresses that y'all should be worried about influencing your kids <laughs> are those that you're sending them to every week, right. every Sunday, unsupervised? Can, can I ask that you guys address one of the arguments, <clears throat> which is that y'all are y'all a little too sexy y'all a little do y'all a little too uh, x-rated for the for the kids to for, to watch y'all y'all are adult entertainment which is which is uh interesting to say because mtv is still on and kids can still turn the tv on to watch mtv they can still turn on and watch the award shows they still can watch everything else uh well, parents, I, parents can parents cannot you know, have certain things on or, on the TV. Or, or monitor things. Right, and they can also decide if their child can, uh, is old enough to go to a drag show. I agree. So, I agree. Listen, drag has been existent for a long time. Yeah. They watch every the culture in our ancestors has done drag. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a part of a theater presentation right. and it's used to tell stories and educate people. Um, from Greeks to Egyptians, yeah. as you said. So, um, for sure, that's the 
that now is more sexualized is because we kind of turn ourselves into imitating what um, pioneer women are doing right now in our um, in our time, like Beyonce mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay. Um, we we turn to copy their costumes, we try to copy their movements and things okay. like that to entertain the people. Um, but I don't think it's just to sexualize an audience. Right. I think it's more because we're imitating somebody. You're, you're imitating what's going what's on. What's already right being now. presented. And and so there's no there's no way to have a problem with you doing it if but you don't not have a problem, problem with who you're imitating. Because so honestly, yeah. Beyonce's down there yeah. booty shaking with her real ass. Mime is fake as hell. So nobody yeah. should you be very turned on as my you're pillow. So funny. <laughs> you know, like it's a pillow moving. So, so let's funny. be honest. <laughs> but they do, but they do be giving Beyonce and Rihanna and like uh, right. a hard time. They gave Rihanna a hard time about her Super Bowl performance, calling exactly. that too sexy, and everyone was fully covered. This is stupid. Right. But like you know they what I mean. Criticize her all, also for being. But pregnant. they're not in court. They're not in in our legislation trying to pick up laws. Against artists trying to be artists. And this is growing. It's not just Florida. It's also Tennessee. Tennessee And Texas has got something going on, too. Oh, Tennessee is the one going fast as hell. Their approvals of these legislations are crazy. But you know what? I, I do feel that there is going to be some really big, heavy lawsuits about this stuff because it is unconstitutional what they're doing. And the yeah. stuff that they're passing is unconstitutional. It's just knowing that a lawsuit is even necessary. For, yeah. I mean, we've already we've already had these conversations. We've already came to our conclusions that this is. It. And now, how are we backtracking? You know, it's like it's it's so it's kind of stupid because all I'm going to do is make the same points I made from before. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what else am I going to say? That we 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 seemingly got to some. Some place of okay, well, you don't respect it, but you still, we still get to be acknowledged, right? right. And we still get to do what we do, and you mind your fucking business, right? We at least got because to that. It, again, it's constitutional. We at least got that, to that, that place. Freedom, your freedom of choosing, right. and your freedom of speech for everybody. If you don't want to go to a drag show, you don't go to the drag yeah, show. Yeah, just right. don't go. It's dumb. It's like, but how are we backtracking? We trying to take the rights away from people. It's, That's it's, the issue. And then trying to tell parents what they can and cannot do with their kids. But these same parents right. are sending their kids to your public schools. And then they got to get a call saying there's an active shooter at their schools. Right. So right. what are y'all really talking about protecting the kids? Yeah. Let's I just talk feel like, that. okay, I just feel like sometimes, okay, this is very weird. But sometimes I watch the news and I witness things that kind of like make me feel so embarrassed, not, not only embarrassed, but also scared of the world we're living in. Like for example, the other day I was watching the news and I saw this politician says that in his opinion, he needed to vanish every trans person from everybody's eyes. Like, mm-hmm. and not it was not his statement what makes me scared. It was the reaction of the audience clapping for the statement. What wow. really got me scared. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder, like, is this somebody sitting there clapping for this? Could be one of my friends, right, or family members, mm-hmm. right, or somebody that have been in my drag shows. You know, mm-hmm. right. That's when this happens because then not only we're trying to um, get our rights back from the stupid people on the government, but we also dealing with 
these two faces people that are voting against us. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 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 the scary part about this whole situation. Yeah. This whole situation about transgenders has been a target for politicians, especially in Florida, for the longest now. This yeah. is not the first year. We mm-hmm. from the use in the bathroom to um that identify male or female situation, or even um, I remember I, what I recall not even long ago. Facebook didn't even allow you to have oh yeah the, your your boy or your girl name. It was a big issue about that too. Oh, like we yeah, have been having this issue, but they were very they picked and choose who, who they were going to yeah. go after right. to make them change their names. Right. So you had drag queens and trans women yeah. having to literally change to keep their pages. To today. They would have to change it to their boy name. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. And it's and it's that's that's the issue right there. It's it's not a new issue. We have been trying to fight this for the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want people to feel like it's time to just relax and see what happens right. because this is it's still new. And it's like a cancer, you know? You have to detect it early and you have to start treatment real fast mm-hmm. in order to get it out of your body. Yeah. And that's, I think we have to do that right now in our community. And it's it's just crazy. And what other other things that I, bothers me about this is like transgender and drag queens are being attacked from our own government. And if you're a gay person and you don't do drag or you're not a transgender person, kind of turn to like, that's not on my business. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. it is everybody's business, you know? I, I, but, but my thing is, it's like, if we got to a place where you, you don't agree with me, I don't agree with you, but we still can respect our rights to, you know. Right. How are we backtracking? Like how how are we how are we moving backwards rapidly? Very okay, rapidly. <laughs> like but, but but how is it happening? It's almost like but right. We were warned about this. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were. We warned. were warned about this. We were told that this was going to happen. Uh-huh. But we we as gay people, we were too busy. We had to go to the white party. And stuff. We really weren't paying attention to it. We did not care. No, nobody cared. Nobody cared. But to be honest, it's not going to stop here. Because if they're successful, trust me, they're successful with the drag and the trans community, they're going to go after every entity inside the LGBTQ plus. Well, they even backtrack with women and their right to their own fucking bodies. Like, that I mean, it's, it's, it's this power shit is stupid. It's crazy. It's like it gets. It's really. It's it's, it's not. Um, right. It's not moving forward. It's definitely the country is not moving forward. But it's I, so crazy how fast it's moving forward when it's like other things that should, we should be paying attention. Absolutely. To, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, and we can we can put a button on this part of the conversation. But what I will say is. Um, Queens are inherently some of the most creative motherfuckers to ever walk the planet. Yeah. Whatever is thrown at them, they'll find a way to do what they need to do. They'll find a way to entertain. They'll find a way. I mean, like, there's 
I don't even know if there's a more creative mind <laughs> I wish than, than that of than that of a female impersonator or a drag queen. I mean, and I just I don't I look at this industry as unstoppable. Right. I, I, just I don't wish, you know, yeah, I just that's I, how I see it. I just wish the industry and I'm not even talking about our allies or anything like that. I just wish the industry, like Alexis said, had the support of the other people who are just like us. Right. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of people in our community who could care less. They're, and it's people with power. It's, yeah, it's people with power, and it's not affecting them, so they're not going to speak up and they're not going to say anything. But they're the same ones at our shows, waving us dollars and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you. I know you. Right. You you slipped up one day online, and you told me how you vote against your own community. You, you, you did. I know who you are. <clears throat> and I can't... For me, I can't overlook that. Right. I can't overlook that. It's and just, it's, it's horrible. And people forget about the reason why gay is okay, not legal. I'm not saying legal. Mm -hmm. I'm saying okay. Mm -hmm. Gay is okay right now. Mm -hmm. It's for drags and transgender people back in the day who said enough was enough mm -hmm. and they started the fight because everybody else was too too scared to do anything yeah go dig no see let me ask you this and i don't you know i don't want to get too deep into politics uh, yeah fuck it let's do it too deep but i do have a question no sleep you can answer it however you want to <clears throat> um is it possible to be gay and a republican uh, no i want to hear it no because they're out there Oh. No. Yeah. Here's the problem. Here's my, my issue with that. Not, not, okay, I'm going to say it like this. Not be gay and be a Republican and love yourself. Okay. You're, you're, there's something, <clears throat> you cannot say you love yourself. If you're going to be okay with the people who are voting against you and you vote alongside them against your own existence, you don't love yourself. Yeah, and a lot of those people, if you ever meet them and you know anything, their reasoning for it, you can you, your conclusion when you walk away probably is like, oh yeah, they they got some issues with themselves. To be honest, all those people just want money. All the time that I meet a Republican person um, that is gay, it's there because of check. Sure. And I just equal that to a desperation moment. Mm -hmm. You that stupid that you saw your soul and your rights for certain amount of money. And it's true what people said, everybody have their own price. And it's true, <laughs> I see it with these idiots. But you know what? Sooner or later, you will regret that point, that moment in life. Yeah. It's just really bad that we have to witness it. Especially when we know some of these people. Like, it's just crazy to me that you have to do that. I know somebody could walk in right now, and I'm gonna be, I mean, this is my view. Somebody could walk in right now and say, I will give y'all $5 million to watch our podcast and do, help you guys build and support and do everything. But we're gonna need you guys to vote 
Republic. No. We're gonna need you to we're gonna need you to support <laughs> that platform and everything. It's people that say yes. But the thing I don't need you. The, the whole mind fuck about this though is it's recently been reported that um oh gosh. Yeah, Tucker Carlson. Political view moment. Now, <laughs> Jesus. You did not want to do I that. didn't want to do all this, but you know, whatever. I mean it's it's uh it's necessary for this conversation. But um the mindfuck of the Republican Party, right, is some of their most prominent figures don't even really believe in the shit that they be selling, sp- yeah. spitting out, right? For real. And it's be and it's kind of become, I guess, exposed in a way through some text messages that's kind of been leaked or whatever, or not leaked. It was in the court case or whatever. It was in the court case. It was in the court case, and uh, it basically just it shows Tucker kind of saying not good things about Trump, you right. know, but. Yeah, saying that we don't believe this stuff, but yeah. uh, we're gonna peddle it. Yeah, yeah. and, and said it's because it's for ratings, it's for money, and uh, you know, I know that I know that there are money hungry people everywhere. Right. Okay, of all parties, of I, I know that exists everywhere. Right. I get it, but I gotta say, it just for me, I feel and see more Democrats. More concerned with helping people, you know, um, but I get, I get the Republican argument to well, helping people is really letting them help themselves. Right. I get it, you know, and it's a, it's worth the conversation, right? You know, but when it comes to the sexuality part, the orientation part, us having you know rights to just be who we are and exist, that's a part where we can't have a conversation. Right. I don't even know how to talk. Right. So there's this no. Honestly, <laughs> at this point, at this yeah. point, yeah, we're talking about the drag and transgender um, issues right now. I don't want to have a conversation because it's directly an attack to me. Right. And I don't feel like if you at this point, if you have any question about what I do and why I do it, we don't have a conversation. Right. If you want to go with the religion side of this, the Bible said it very clearly. If you're not with me, you're against me. And that's why I feel right now. Like, if you think I am a sexual predator or I put people in danger with their sexuality or things like that, you don't understand what I do and you, you don't know, know why I do right. it either. Right. So we don't have to have a conversation. Right. It is ridiculous, right. ridiculous, ridiculous. And there it is. <laughs> you have anything else on this? No, I just no. I re- I do really, I really don't. About- but I do feel like we do need to. We do still. We do need to fight. Yeah, and it's you don't even have to fight as that. Go like and protest in the street. This is not that kind of protest. You no. know, like this is the moment when you when you just do what you need to do as an American. You register your right and register to vote. And show up and vote and vote for you, your rights, your friends, and the things that you like and that make you free in this country. We're not asking you to march with us. We're not, we're not trying to break anything. We're not trying to be angry about this situation because there's no reason why we should be angry. Right. This is actually a dumbass moment in America. In America. Okay, it's not that I'm going to say America. Because it's also only happening here. In America, right now. It's the only place that's happening. And I think it's two things you need to do. All right. I need you to go 
and vote. Amen. Study, learn, uh, learn about your politicians, learn what they stand for. Vote. I don't we care all can how. Be better at that. I don't care all how young you are. All of us. Yes. We can all be better. I need you to vote. And the other thing I need you to do is buy tickets to a whole brunch of queens because <laughs> we are going to continue to do drag brunch <laughs> until the SWAT team come in there <laughs> for real and drag us out of there. And so we y'all probably tickets, will be wearing beautiful gowns when we're being dragged. That's out of right. There. <laughs> so that's what I need y'all to do. Um, exactly. I like that. Go dig. No see. Alexis, you've been doing select dates at RuPaul's Drag Race Live as well. Yes. What's what's been your journey with it? How how have your experience? Um, it has been. First of all, uh, when I started doing drag, like Vegas was literally the number one thing that a drag queen probably ever could do. Yeah. Uh, other than winning a national title, mm. um, that was like when you made it to the strip in Las Vegas. You made it. Yeah. As a drag queen. You have made it. Um, normally was back in the day when the drag was just um, very like look-alike imitation mm -hmm. um, drag. So I never saw myself doing it because I don't look like nobody else. I don't do characters. You look like J-Lo. A girl like. Sometimes. <laughs> J-Lo's cousin. The light's really, really dim light. <laughs> I hate you. But yeah, um, I never saw myself look doing it. So for me, every time that I am waiting for the opening number is like, oh my gosh, I still have that butterflies oh, in my cool. like because I I travel here several times with Coco for her audition for her audition for um, Divas back in the day yeah. and how she did her premiere and stuff like that. So I always knew she was gonna make it, but I never knew I was gonna make it or that I even was gonna headline in a show with her. So. Right. Um, yeah, it was. It has been a super, super crazy journey. That's beautiful. Yeah, gratitude. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just a very incredible. But I think, moment. but I think it was, I think it was the inevitable for you because, like you said, um, and people don't believe this. We were talking about this earlier um, when we had another guest on. When you do things and peep other people's path to watch them succeed and get there. The good energy that you have, it's you're definitely coming along. Right. You're definitely going to be on for the ride. There's always going to be that that platform for you too. Right. So you might not have known it back then when you were traveling with me to Vegas right. back in 2010, before 2010. Yeah, um, traveling to Vegas with me, auditioning, watching me do this, and getting me together and putting me together and doing my costume, the original costume I wore for Rihanna. And the show, you made the costume. Mm -hmm. You did my hair, you do everything for me, and then that opportunity opened up for you. So I said all that to say, it's it's it that's just the way the universe works. Right. I knew you were gonna be here. Yeah, but you know, like I never wanted it for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it as a goal yeah. in my career because I never saw myself fitting in it. Mm -hmm. Like I was more like, well, I will become a national title holder one day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then that will be my moment. Yeah. yeah. So it's you, That's also crazy but, that every time that they mention our names, um, the reaction of the audience is incredible. Sure. Just because I consider me and Coco some of the or the OGs, the originals from the show, and this has been like years. Yeah, I just I feel Drag Race thirteen. I feel Drag Race three in two thousand nine. So for people that like keep 
giving me that reaction is right. incredible. And I always people go like, oh, but your your social media followers um, on Instagram are so low and things like that. I'm like, yeah, but uh, my followers are not 16 and 17. Right. Mm -hmm. My followers are in the 35 to 50. Those are the people who already have life. They don't need social media and they also have money. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know and what I mean? <laughs> that's the, that's the real tea right there. Yeah. So every time that they announce my name or Coco's name, I can hear um, the excitement of people because, as you as you know, uh, we're not full time cast members there, so we never know exactly when are gonna be part of the show. Like where we're gonna. So it's here. a surprise for us, and it's a surprise for the audience sure. to uh, hear our names there. But yeah, it's incredible. Go dig. No sleep. Yeah. Do you guys have a preference of uh, slow or fast songs to perform? It depends. It depends. It depends on what what uh, we're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't consider myself a dancer, but I'm a mover. <laughs> lately, you've and been lately you've been dancing because oh, I feel lighter now. <laughs> lately, you have been you're, you're a twirler. I'm a twirler. It depends. Like yeah. I see myself, I compare myself with the other girls, mm -hmm. and I give you what is necessary at that point. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that with, actually with Coco since we were since I was a little baby drag. Um, how to fit in through the audience, yeah, and how to entertain for an audience. Because yeah. I was one of those people that I used to be like, oh, I'm going to do this new song I just learned because I really like it. Yeah. And it doesn't go well because maybe what I like is not what everybody else like. Sure. So I learned with Coco um, in a place called Sun Coast Resort in St. Pete that um, you kind of study the audience and then you decide what you're going to do to entertain everybody. And sometimes mm -hmm. those audiences are different. Some of those, mm -hmm. some of those audiences are audiences that you've groomed yeah. yeah. I mean, especially at the Suncoast, we right. groom those audiences. Those audiences feel like we're a part of their family, their home, right. and everything. So we could get away with sometimes doing something that they wouldn't know. Right. Because they're Robert already groomed to who we yeah. are. And they're like, okay, my, my heart is open. My, my ears are open. I want to hear why yeah. you like this so much, you know? Yeah. But for me, it's, I do, I have to say, honestly, but slow songs for me are. Yeah, you prefer slow songs. I prefer slow songs. Why? Um, they're much. They're a lot more complicated to do. You, it's Not more complicated. Can do it. It's it's more complicated to win an audience over doing mm -hmm. a slow song, mm -hmm. especially when you're in a club. Mm -hmm. You're in a club. You know what I mean? You did it one night at Piranha, and it went over amazing. Nobody else in the room could do that because they're not. They haven't conditioned the audience to them. You know. Yeah. Doing that kind of thing. So you say that's the important. It takes more technique to it do a slow song. It takes a lot. It's also important to be versatile when it comes to those things. Sure, because yeah, not course. everybody can do it all. Right, right. right. You need it's to be able easy to, do to both. just stretch into a split, but it's difficult to continue growing <laughs> as a, as an entertainer and dedicate your, your show to different types of audiences. Yeah. That's true. You know what? Even though you guys are at your levels, like, you know, you got this big shit, you know, whatever. Like, do you guys still do things to better yourselves as entertainers even now? Mm -hmm. um, even yeah. at this level? Now, I'll be honest. Okay. I I kind of, because, I mean, I just celebrated 30 years, going on 31 now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Of career. Of career. Of the career. Don't forget oh. to say that. <laughs> oh, not my Don't confuse people. But for me, I got to a point where I was cool with everything I've done. And I kind of was like, oh, let me just coast and everything. And then I had this friend who was like, no the hell you not. You Coco Montrese, 
you need to be trying to do this. So they start challenging me. You said this friend, you, you didn't want to name This him. friend. I'm going to get to who to name in a minute. Oh. It's the friend. <laughs> so I had a little resistance from it because I was like, well, bitch, I done did everything I want to do. To He's like, no, if you're going to keep doing it, you're going to do it right. right. You're going uh, you're gonna to turn the party and keep reinventing yourself. So my friend, Jazzy. <laughs> You was talking about me? Oh. Decided, yes, decided. He don't remember, look. He decides, oh, <laughs> I'm going to give you challenging music to do. I'm going to give you songs to do. So he's given me some stuff lately that I've been having to do right. that was a lot of work. Like, I had to really, like, study this music to deliver it. Right. Because if I don't deliver it in Coco Montreal's fashion, like, people remember, they're going to be like, oh, she ain't got it no more. You right. know, oh, she ain't. No, but he sent me all these challenges and the, the music don't be easy. No. And I have to do it. Like the song no. I did for the Valentine's Day show Funny. last year. He actually make you sing life too. I give you hard. I do. <laughs> but you know what? Again, back to the fearless thing. Yeah. Because Coco don't back down from no, no. challenge, girl. Never. I mean, always oh, I mean, I could throw her, I could throw some hard songs that are like songs where the singer is riffing all over the place, and you know, y'all don't really like doing all that shit. No, <laughs> no, that shit. Y'all really good with doing all that, that shit. shit, you know. But I'd be like, this is what people need tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know and, what? What yeah. I like about that too is Alexis and I. People would think that as close as Alexis and I are is that our style would be exactly the same, and our styles are so different. I will see Alexis go from, okay, I'm I'm Alexis Mateo, bitch, I don't have to do nothing, to literally the next number, not even the next show, the next number, you're watching it like, where the fuck did all that come from? God damn. And she will twirl around the room and you're like, oh, this bitch thinks she's still 20 years old. <laughs> but it's inspiring because at the same time you're saying, okay, that's my bestie, we doing our thing. Oh, we gotta we gotta turn the party right. for these people every time we hit the stage because people know us that way. Right. So it's a it's a friendly it's a friendly it's not even a competition it's a friendly boost to, right. for each other when we get out there because people are like whoa that's why we go to see Alexis and Coco. Right. We watch each other too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Go dig. No see. Can I ask you a question about shade? Okay. Does it ever hurt? Even when y'all joking, it, does it ever, it does it ever hurt? To, I mean, come yeah. on, it's, this is we here. It, yes. does it hurt? It hurts if you don't know the person's intentions. Okay. Right. For right. the most part, for me, Alexis and I, the way we banter, it's never hurt me. I don't know if I ever hurt you, or you know, but it never hurt me because I know. Deep down, I'm like, mm. oh, I know, Alexis, we we doing a show together. We're trying to make the show look good. We ain't trying to. She, like when she says, episode one. <laughs> I already know. Alexis know why it was only one episode. Yeah. So we're good. But the people, it probably hurts the people more than it hurts us. Because right. we don't really care. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it hurts if you, okay, what hurts is not the common. Sometimes you think about it, if it's this the person's real thoughts about opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Um, and like Coco said, this then that has to go to who said the comment, how do they said it? You yeah. know, um, anything that Coco said, I don't. 
Yeah. I don't even pay attention to Coco, to be honest. But shade outside of, I wasn't necessarily asking between the two of you, oh. but just in general, yeah. just the fact that your your culture, the drag culture, the industry, but you know is what? inherently very shady. Does it ever get to you? That's probably, ever... okay, let me tell you this. When I was growing up in drag, mm-hmm. and I put myself in hands of a lot of people that were um, not my drag mothers, but I consider them my, gra- my god fairy godmothers, like I call it the fairy godmothers of drag. Mm-hmm. Um, Anisha Markson, Corey Stevens, Calvin of Orlando, all those people like that actually built me up into who I am right now. Mm-hmm. That shade did hurt, but it was meant to hurt me in order for me to have a reaction and fix it. You know, it was you like a, preach, it was very triggered for a reason. It was a it was a situation to make me think about it when I was not around them mm-hmm. and to uh, make them prove them that I did have what it takes to right. to see it. Right. Now, I just I wish they would see me now because they knew everything that they had to tell me. Right. It did work. You right. know? Um, but, but you trans you transmuted what was meant for negativity into motivation because it was back in the day. Right. This reading is fundamental situation came sure. from back in the day, and it was meant to be that mm-hmm. it was funny, constructive criticism, the hard way mm-hmm. to let you know what you needed to fix the next ball so you can come and snatch the trophy. Right, mm-hmm. right. That is exactly what happens when we read backstage. Right. Mm-hmm. To be honest, 75% of the read is real. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We just say it in a lighter way so it can punch, like, pick you and you can think about it. And it's your decision to fix it or not. In mm-hmm. order for the next time I'm trying to reach you, you already fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a lot of thing, it's a lot of things that I know Coco uh, read me about. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, she can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same thing, yeah. Same thing with her, right? And I'm it's right. a lot of things that she says and read herself because we normally read ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Um, that are not truth. <laughs> like, yeah. for example, the whole like Coco doesn't know how to do her makeup. It's not true. <laughs> I don't even know who put that in her head, <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> she knows how to do her makeup. Her career is thirty years without <laughs> nobody's help. Let's ask. <laughs> Because you play into the whole I can't do my makeup thing. Right. And here's what I think it is. <laughs> she uh, does. <laughs> here's what I think it is. I think she knows she's she's pretty cool at doing her makeup, but it's easier to just say I can't do it. So that way, you know, the threshold of, of good or the perception of it to, to, it's like, oh, she wasn't trying anyway, or she doesn't claim to be good at it anyway. It didn't actually be good. And you'd be like... So it's always impressive, as opposed to if she walked around saying, I'm the bomb at makeup, I'm, I'm the best, then it creates this standard where people are waiting for right. it to be bad. I just feel and like she likes to be a, a, a star. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's a... It's, right? It's, Ain't that the truth? I feel like, okay, I know for example, doing, yeah. like RuPaul had never done his makeup. He mm. said it freely. Um, he has a team of people that put him together, yeah. but nobody questioned his drag ability. Right. That's he's yeah. he's a head judge and the master of this new generation of drag for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't do the seventy five percent of the job that we normally do every night. Right. Mm-hmm. Coco wants to be the next. Rupa. Not the next Rupa. 
I think you just want to be the next Beyonce or <laughs> Rihanna or something like that. She wants people to work for her. Yeah. And she just want to sit there and close her eyes and say, ah, oh, how long I have And you got to be like, as her partner, you'd be like, nah, it ain't working like because that. Because you see it when she's <laughs> like, like, it's not just the makeup, people. Y'all don't know this, right. but... Um, she loved to be pampered before a show. Yeah. She likes her dressing room a certain way. She likes her car a certain way. She likes to have her luggage picked a certain way. Like She likes to have her dresser, her makeup artist, 40 other people that she don't need working for her. <laughs> like, this, that's not... That's not the RuPaul's twist. That's just the Janet Jackson tour <laughs> happening on Coco. Listen. And it, it, it is true. And sometimes I look at her, I'm just by myself doing everything. And I'm like, this girl. <laughs> okay, so she got here two hours before me. She has six people helping her. And she looked like that. So, <laughs> so, so set the record straight. Do you think you do good at your makeup or no? I think I do okay. I mean, I think I do enough to... to like if I if I really put my mind to it, Alexis has even showed me stuff that I could do shortcuts. Even Silky like a, has like recently, a paper bag. like Silky has recently showed me stuff. Asia has showed me stuff that I could do. But when you've been in a career for so long, my muscle memory, when I'm getting ready for a show, I take back to exactly what I know will work. Right. And I don't really. I think this whole trauma came from RuPaul's Drag Race, when everybody. Um, came out with the idea of the joke of look at how fucking orange you look. Yeah. I think when we go to this show, we have a certain amount of time to pick up everything that we need and hit it. Mm -hmm. I think Coco bought her banana powder no. and didn't fuck and didn't um, thought about it. What happened was because my powder you know, your makeup had never been bad before the show. No. Oh, you've never told this orange no, story. No, my my makeup got left. My powders got were out of my makeup case. So I had to use powders they had there and oh, mix the ones that they gave you for free. Yes. So I had they to have it. So this is so I feel like the whole joke about look at how orange you look has actually put a stop in her head that I cannot do it or I do okay. Right. Go dig, no sleep. You know what I mean? Right. But Coco has always been Coco and she has always been sickening. Uh, yeah. And I feel like this has affected her also on on her social media. Yeah. Because we have seen how filter her pictures are. <laughs> Yo, we don't talk you, about it like she's not here, you guys. And when, you, and, and when you're in a picture where you be like, do I gotta have all that filter on me? Too? Right, do dude. I gotta I'm like, well, I don't have blue eyes. Also, I overfilter you. I be overfiltering you. You can be honest. You just filter to yourself, and I just, you know. And you just, you are casual. <laughs> You are a casualty of my filter war. You know what it is, Alexis? It's like there are certain battles yeah. that I know I have to fight. Yes. And then there are certain ones that I really don't give a fuck yeah, about. Yeah, because we pick our battles. And when it comes to social media, you can have that. What right. we need to do for you to feel comfortable. Okay. You yeah. can have that. Because that's not a battle that I, I need to I just feel like she doesn't you know? need all that. Sometimes yeah. I, I go to her camera and open the filters and I change her settings. This bitch. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes she'd be looking gray and shit. I'm like, that's not even a natural color, girl. That's like, true. I change her filters and things like that because I know, first of all, I the problem with me is that I met Coco, like, 23 years ago. Um, since then, she has been my favorite drag queen. And I don't see anything that a celebration of success when I see her. So I don't see her with filters. Mm -hmm. You know, in real life, she's real life. No filter needed. 
um, she's still that fierce bitch. But she has a great philosophy on, and this is why she kind of wins this battle, because she, she wins with this philosophy. She says, in the years to come, won't none of y'all remember that I had filters on these pictures? No, because- Oh, I will remember. I'm just gonna be dead. <laughs> but but to, to the general masses and the public, Who's gonna even, you know, there's the battle? Thing. She always give because me the excuse about like, oh, real singers edit their pictures. Oh, they that. do. They Every do corner. edit their pictures. They just don't become someone else. <laughs> they do. The you always see, because Beyonce right. always still look like Beyonce on stage. Right. We, can, we don't gotta go so far. Like you are just when you see your face and it's known a nose. Remember when the baby when the when the filters come out when they almost look like cartoons? This was recently, yeah. and they give you all the different looks, and you're like, oh, like "Girl, I take that one to my surgeon," and I'm like, "I want to look like that." She's like, "That's the little boy." I'm like, "That's me when I was a little boy. Girl, I want to look like I that." God, <laughs> I use filters. I just don't. Go crazy on it. But I don't think that, like, even now when we look back at older people's pictures, like if we look back at our grandparents' pictures, those mm. black and white pictures where they're standing there straight like this together and stuff like that, I'm sure back then those pictures are filtered from back that way, back then, how they filtered pictures back then. Coco was the first person that I ever met in the entire world of drag who owned a breastplate. Before anybody else. This oh, really? Is, this is just drag mm -hmm. history, bitches. Okay. Um, Coco was also the first queen I have ever met with Photoshop. Mm. Her picture, when she entered the Miss Gay America for first time, her picture was so touched that people were trying to figure out if her titties were real and why she didn't have a nose, just holes in her face. But and I won. And she won. I won most photogenic. Most photogenic. And she had used that against us forever <laughs> because she said she won most beautiful, but that was not the prize. The prize was photogenic. What means you look better in pictures than in person. <laughs> That's a good read. That's a good, I mean. <laughs> that's a good read. That is a good read. You're better in pictures than in person. But, but, the, but the truth of the matter is, you know, you do look good in person. And the filters is just a thing that you, you. That you like. That and I you, like it. That's you do like it. I don't get like when people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that filter. Yeah. I normally, I'm going to be honest with you. I, at first, I'm like, okay, let me read this bitch back. Right. But then, as I go to their profile pictures and stuff and start looking at their stuff, I just decide it's not even worth it. Right. It's not even worth it. I yeah. mean, every action has a consequence. Right. I'm like, and especially it's not us, worth we are being called right now trendsetters mm -hmm. or what are they calling now on social media? Trailblazers, trendsetters, um, influencers. 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 Um, we gotta be. We gotta be clear of what you're going to present. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's people watching us. It's people being influenced by us. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's when the concern happens. Mm -hmm. Like, because I just feel like we are enough the way we are. Sure. That we can uh, improve some things, yes. Mm -hmm. But we have, we have done amazingly right now. The way we look. Go dig, no see. Where's the limit mm -hmm. of what well, you're presenting? Well, I mean, I like like Coco went to a booking one time, mm -hmm. and she sit mm -hmm. down there, and they tell her that she couldn't sit there because that was Coco Montrese's spot, and she was like, "Well, I'm Coco Montrese," and they say, "No, Coco Montrese is blonde, blue eyes. Look at her in this flyer." <laughs> 
<laughs> it did happen. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay, and I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and I know that's funny. Uh, We're going to have a go deep. That's okay. good. Go deep, go baby. Deep. Go deep. That's good. This is a go deep moment. Okay. And I'm going to be. She was white. A little vulnerable. And I'm going to be a little open about this subject because <laughs> I think it is a, a mentally, a, a mental, um, a mental health situation. Okay. If you notice now recently, even like the picture I posted this week, right? I have I'm trying to embrace my my complexion yes. mm-hmm. a little more. Then I'm I was very surprised. So I you do look like I'm you. trying to to embrace my blackness right. because. Not and and don't mistake that for old Coco wanted to be white. I think what I fell into was it's not validation, but acceptance from an entertainment standpoint. Right. It's easy for us to be distracted and feel like if I was if I was a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more people would accept me. That's right. what society wires you to and, go. That that's what and my right. talent. They would allow my talent to be seen more if I was lighter. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen that happen in the music industry. We've seen that happen in our industry. Of course. Where right. you could be the most talented girl, but if you're dark-skinned, you're only going to go but so far. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I got tired of that. So now, recently, and I recently got tired of that. Mm-hmm. Because before, it would take nothing. I would find a beautiful picture of myself. I would hit that thing and slide it all the way up until I became as white as this hair. <laughs> yeah. But and it wasn't a conscious thing I was doing. It wasn't right. like I was like, oh, I'm gonna change. But it was just muscle memory in my head. If I'm lighter, they don't like this. You know, the right. the, the industry will the industry will like that more about me. You know. Yeah. So I did that, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, bitch, I'm 30 years in the game. Right. I'm dark. Right. And I'm gonna be dark. Yeah. And then me. And subconsciously, we kind of like sabotage ourselves. Like yeah. for example, like we were in Puerto Vallarta the other day, and Coco said to me, um, "When I get my nose done, my nose is gonna be so skinny, I'm probably gonna be breathing through my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, but she had always wanted to have that. But nose part of it's the truth in the but, joke. Um, it's not really a joke though, because she said she that it. before. Yeah, she wants it. She had always wanted yeah. it. But yeah. in my head, I oh, I look at her. We were eating in our restaurant. I look at her and I said, I don't see nothing wrong with her nose. Does that no, make sense? Nothing. And there's nothing wrong with her nose. Nothing. Especially when we use makeup to contour the nose to make it look like I was. I don't know. It's part of you. Like, Yes. I got so many things in wrong with it's, my body and my face that I don't like, but it's part of who I am. Yes. It represents my genetics. Yes. Alexis. My culture. You know what I mean? Like yes. so I don't I don't I don't put it I don't put so much attention to it. But Coco had always done that. I remember like when yes. I, she competed in Miss Florida one time, she was like I want to come to Miss Florida. I want to be so skinny. When I come out in Swinson, I want, when I turn around, I want people to throw cheeseburgers at me on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, I always thought about it. I was like, well, uh, you do last year, the, girl, the biggest girl won Swinson last year. So, <laughs> But you know, pageant culture for us, when we grew up being doing that, we wanted to be perfection. We wanted to be this. And in well, our but eyes. You, but that, what, what you just said now, 
because you just said something about it right now. Did you said uh, sometimes people see the darkest girl to go as far, not as far as everybody else. Mm -hmm. That removing drag race away from that. Mm -hmm. Look at where you are. You're right. Mm -hmm. Lots of black girls should be looking at your track record in drag before drag race because mm -hmm. you did um, Las Vegas trip before drag, um, drag race. Um, you were a natural title holder before drag race. You were a full-time entertainer way before full-time was entertainment was a deal. Um, you were you traveled the entire world before drag race. You know what I mean? Literally, you did not gain those fans on drag race. Your fans were already there when you went on drag race. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's like when you think about those things about like how far you have um, how far black girls go, you should think about how how you have set mm -hmm. a journey for other black entertainers to follow you. Yeah. And I, you know I mean, and I feel like you did the same for, for Latino girls. Latino girls, they didn't really have in drag, especially in drag, like, oh I'm gonna look up to this one or that one. A lot of girls' careers started from seeing you on yeah. TV. Yeah. You know, they got they started these careers because they were like, Oh my god, that she's from Puerto Rico, she's here where I'm from. Right. And they started Oh, I'm gonna do drag because of Alexis Mateo. Alexis Mateo. Right. We hear that all the time. Alexis Mateo. You're the reason why I do drag. People, somebody said that this weekend brunch. Yeah. You know, we hear it all the time. So So let me ask you this. What brought on this moment for you to want to make a conscious effort to embrace your complexion? Um, I think age. Oh. She, it, she took the filter off and realized she was really dark. And she no, said, I okay, never mind. I saw it. No, I, mean, I saw it. The settings, some I don't know how the settings was changed on my phone this weekend at brunch. But I <laughs> took the videos and saw the pictures, and I was like, mm, "You ain't bad, baby. Not that bad." So why should I change change this? You why actually light yourself for you somebody know? that is eighty three. Still have your own teeth. You are hilarious. You know, you lost the hair, but the teeth are there. Are so funny. And you still have body. You're fierce, mama. I don't care what I said behind your back. You are sickening. We gotta no. We gotta prepare to roll. But is there anything we need to we need to hit before we go? Because I don't want to cut y'all off. Um, Alexis and I. I mean, I know for us, this whole situation is happening. Don't I don't think that we're silent. We're fighting too. We're gonna right. fight with with everybody on this. I just want people to. Right now, for me, I'm watching. I'm watching all of the corporations yes. and people who during Pride Month make a lot of money off of us and say they support us. Mm -hmm. I want to see those donations and those things going towards these funds to to um, support us in this fight. Right, the big companies. I'm not talking about just a little company, but the big companies too. And we're gonna fight too, but we got some stuff planned that we don't. We're gonna keep moving forward. I love it, Alexis. And for our allies, um, and this is not just people that embrace drag. This is about the people that are okay with gay, and they know that we're not and uh, damaged to society. Um, I need y'all support on drag. Period. Go to a drag show, tip your favorite drag queen, make a lot of noise, post drag, 
make it visible for everybody else because at this moment, um, the people are trying to put us underground again. Um, I think it's, you guys are the key and the important part of this fight and we need you. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, well, that that's going to be a wrap for us, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. We got Alexis Mateo Bam. on the Go Deep No Sleep podcast. It's been real. It's been lovely. We're going to travel now, and we'll see you later. Like, the Gators. When we going to see them later? We'll see y'all later. Like a month? Yeah. About a month. <laughs> y'all going to everywhere, right? Hey, yeah. so... We love you, people. We love you so much. And uh, God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Go deep. No sleep.